It's officially recording, so I better watch what I say. <laughs> it's great to be here today. Coming in a little hot. But it's nice and cool. Guys, we just got to be thankful for that, can we? Can we just... Maybe, maybe you guys don't, don't struggle with that, but it's a hundred degrees in our space right now, probably. Um, so I'm thankful to be here in more ways than one. Um, it is weird though, cause we meet in the evening. So for me, the Holy Spirit usually doesn't kick in until about 1030. What time is it? Woo, we're good. It's after 11. So. Oh, that's how I know he's moving in my life is um, I'm having spiritual thoughts before noon, you know. Um, a few things. First of all, I love your pastor. I'm, I'm sure I can get some amens with that one. Ben is awesome. Uh, he's been a great brother and um, just mentor to me. And I love his heart. I love his heart for people and uh, for this city. And um, with that in mind, I, I, I know that in some weird way, I feel like I kind of know you guys through Ben um, and just the heart that he carries. And um, today I want to I want to share a few things on unity. And, and as I as I'm as I'm talking, realizing that this is something we're all um, moving towards, yeah. something we're all after. And so I, I don't come here today to preach to you, <laughs> if anything, um, uh, to just encourage us together um, as the body, as the church. And um, I, I do want to share some things that have been roaming around in my heart and mind um, related to the topic because it has been something that God has been increasing my um, passion for. And um, for those of you I haven't had a chance to meet yet, my name is John Kovacs. I get to pastor the Light Church. We're right, we're neighbors to you guys. We're over in Mount Vernon um, here with my awesome, amazing wife, Maria, and our two beautiful boys who you can't hear because they're over at Ben's right now, <laughs> thankfully for everybody. But um, they're beautiful. They're amazing. We call them Joy Boy 1 and Joy Boy 2. Um, they're awesome. Um, so I want to I want to start by reading from John 17 and and these are Jesus's words uh, on unity um, as he was preparing to head to the cross and um, as he was praying for those that he was leaving and um, I just want to highlight a few parts of that prayer in John 17, starting in verse 11. He says, Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name that you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. He continues on in verse 20, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. 
May they also believe in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I've given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I and them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Um, there's a lot that could be said about the words of Jesus here, um, particularly as it relates to this question, where are we at in regards to this prayer? Where are we at in regards to the unity that Jesus prayed for his disciples to have and those that would come after him all the way to today, to us? And, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, but sometimes it feels, um, like a effort that we are really behind in. Um, but I, I want to encourage us, and I want to, more than anything, kind of give us some things to to perhaps put in view. Um, because I believe that if unity feels far off, then it will be. Um, and I believe that the Spirit of God wants to give us perspective on what He's already doing. What He's already done. And I believe, in fact, that the prayer of Jesus has already begun to be answered in the most significant way possible. And I'm going to share about that in a minute. But I want to focus in on um, something specific here that he says. He says, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. So he's saying that This unity piece is significant for more reasons than one. In particular, that people will begin to take notice of those who follow me when they are united. People will begin to take notice of me through them. And um, I believe that's one of the pieces that we need that we're missing when we miss unity. Um, I... I've been really, that was bad timing. (laughs) I'm really thirsty today for some reason. Must be all the singing. Um, and salty food, I admit. Gotta cut down on the sodium. (laughs) Where were we? Um, a a few months ago, I had a privilege of hearing a pastor speak all the way from New Zealand, came to a conference I was at in, um, North Carolina. And he was talking about this subject. And I really, um, I really appreciated just the examples. Um, and I think sometimes we just need some examples of, of how unity is happening, um, to encourage us. And so I wanted to share one today. And he, his name is Seth Fawcett. He's, I don't know where he's from in New Zealand, but, um, he was just talking about the way that God had begun to move his heart and the heart of his people in the city that he's from. And um, he was sharing about, for him, how that started with just this um, simple thought of connecting with faith leaders in the city over coffee. Uh, one-on-one, and asking this question, why are you here? What What is it that God has done in your heart and in your life that has brought you here to this place? Why do you care about this city? 
and, and what has God done to, to give you a call for this place? And so he began to have that conversation across denominational lines, across um, just um, ethnic class lines in the city, um, connecting with faith leaders, and um, and began to listen to their story. And um, and, and slowly but surely, the, the, the church in that way be, began to build relationship. And um, it wasn't um, that much later that he... He heard about uh, a problem with one of the churches in the city. He he got a uh, a phone call from one of the pastors, and he said, "I need your help, Seth. We um, we may be losing the the land that um, is uh, part of the property that our church owns." And so there was this issue with the city, and the city didn't have record um, of them owning the land. And so there was this uh, mix-up, but it had been theirs for who knows how long. Um, so the city said, we're, we're going to absorb the land as our own. Obviously, the church was freaking out about this. And so he said, Seth, I need your help. I don't know what to do, what we should do, but we need your help. Um, we need the help of the church. And so Seth said, okay, let me, let me see what we can do. And so he just he put out the word to the church in their city and said, look, we, we need to get behind this congregation and we need to help them. We need to show our support. And so they did. And it was just as simple as them coming together to say, um, this isn't right and this is theirs and it's always been theirs and it needs to stay theirs. And so they signed a petition and they, they brought that to the mayor of the city. Um, within a couple of days, he, he got a call from the mayor. And the mayor said a um, couple of things. First, he said, um, I'm shocked. He said, I, I had no idea how, you, how united the church was in our city. And in that way, he said, I, I underestimated you. <laughs> and then the second thing he said was, we need you. He said, I, I don't know much about the church, but I do know that for the city to become what we want it to be, we need the church. And I just want to ask a question today. What, what would it look like for us to have that kind of conversation in our city with, with the leaders that are here, that care about our city, but perhaps in many ways are overwhelmed by the task at hand? What would it look like for us as the church to be united in such a way that the leaders in our city couldn't help but call on us. I want that. We need that. And I believe God wants to do that. Um, I want to go to Ephesians 4 for a minute. Ephesians 4, Starting in verse 1, it says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. 
I said earlier that I believe the most significant part of Jesus' prayer for unity has already been answered. And I think Ephesians 4 is telling us that. It's telling us that the oneness is already in a spiritual reality for us as the body. There's one God, one Spirit. And, And as a result, he says... Make every effort to keep the unity that you already have. So I just, I think it's important for us to kind of, um, flip our perspective a little bit to realize that unity is something we already have in the spirit. And it's something that we're working towards actualizing here and now. Are you with me? Unity is something we already have. So we're not trying to create unity. We're actually trying to actualize it. We're trying to manifest the unity that we already have through Jesus, through His Spirit in us, through the one name that we worship above every other name, Jesus Christ. Through one Father. You realize, you know, this idea of having one Father means that if we're His children, that means we're family. I'm not that smart, but, you know, I can put that together. One father means um, we're family. And I think we, be, we need to begin to think that way and act that way with each other. I just want to say I feel welcome today. I feel at home, so thank you guys. I'm feeling the love. <laughs> um, we are one family in the spirit. And what would it look like? For us to begin to really take that serious with each other, to treat each other that way. I don't, I don't know how about how you treat your family, but I try to, I try to love mine. <laughs> so it would be good if we could love each other. But I think that's important for us to just remember that unity is actually something that God has already created. He's established it for us through His sacrifice. And so we are working towards actualizing it, living in it. So it's based on his work. Um, I'm just thinking on a practical level, some some uh, things that I think are important towards actualizing, some simple things, um, because I don't know about you, but this idea of pursuing unity, actualizing unity can feel overwhelming. Anybody? But I, I've been really encouraged by the way that God has begun to um, give some simple steps, some small steps. Because um, Seth, he said this other thing. He said, um, he said, you don't need everybody else to begin to actualize unity. It, it actually can start with you sowing into it. And so we don't need to wait for everybody else. We don't need to wait for the city to get on board, the church in our city to get on board with unity to begin to pursue it. You can begin to pursue it today, right now, when you leave this place, by just agreeing with it. By agreeing with God, I'm, I'm for your plan for the church to be one with you and each other. Um, and for me, that, that thought right there was powerful. Um, I, I was feeling overwhelmed. God, how do we do this? God, I'm, I'm a small, we're a, a small congregation. We don't have a whole lot. And God was like, you, you can begin to pursue it right now, right where you are with what you have. Um, 
I want to, I want to share with that this idea of, um, how we think about the church. Because I think some of this is what gets in the way of actualizing unity. How we think about the church. And unfortunately, we have a very, uh, individualized mentality in our culture and that feeds over in the way we do church, the way we live out our faith with God. Um, but obviously we know that there's one church. Right? There's one church, Big C Global, and we kind of identify it that way. But actually, when you look at Scripture, and you look at the way that the church is talked about in the Bible, um, there's actually a denominator most common associated with the church that is the city. Meaning that the church was identified city to city to city. And even when you see the letters in the New Testament, they're written to the church at whatever city the church resided in. And I think actually that's a significant denominator for us to begin to get on board with in our thinking about the function of the church. That we would begin to think about the church as these formations in cities that God has placed there. A city on a hill. Um, And in that way, here we are in Baltimore. And I believe that it would be helpful for us towards actualizing unity to begin to think about the church of Baltimore. I don't know about you, but that helps me kind of hone it in a little bit. I'm called to this place, I'm called to this city, and I'm called to the church in this city. So that's one thing. Um, And with that, just thinking about this idea that um, in that way, it's not our church, your church, um, this church over here, it's it's the church. It's one church, many congregations. And so even in our language, if we can begin to talk about the church that way, um, I think it would help us. A few other things. <clears throat> um, one, one of the things for me, as I was hearing some of this from, from um, this conference and this talk, I, I did begin to get overwhelmed. God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And it wasn't until a little bit later that the Lord spoke to me about what that was. And um, I, I feel like this is important to share because I think it's one of the things that keeps us from actualizing unity. And it was just this thought that um, one of the reasons we don't go outside of ourselves or outside of our, our, our circles is because we're afraid we won't have enough. I'm going to explain that. Um, for me, personally, I think it's been one of the biggest anxieties is this thought of, God, I, I need to care for the people you put in front of me. I need to care for my family. I need to care for my church. And if we begin to go outside of that too far, then then we won't have enough. And, and I, I just, I think that God was pointing that out to me to say, it's just not true. It's just not true. Unity... The unity of the body is is my will, and as a result, um, I will provide. And in fact, God said, I want you to test me in this. I want you to test me in this by doing the opposite of what you're feeling. So, <laughs> I'm like, that sounds fun, God. <laughs> you do that, don't you? You know, It's not enough to just point out, yeah, this is kind of the problem. You're like, yeah, the solution is to do the opposite. And so I actually believe in that way, if we want to actualize unity and we want to see it, we have to go after this mentality that's just wrong 
that we won't have enough, we don't have enough if we begin to give. And the way we go after that is we begin to give. The way we go after that is we begin to sow generously into each other. Not with an agenda, not with hoping to get something back in return, because, but because we believe in this idea of oneness. And we believe as a result of that, that when I give to you, I'm sowing into myself. Because we're one. When I give to the body in the city, when I give here in this time, we're sowing into ourselves. And I, in fact, believe and God. I feel like God was saying that, in fact, some of the lack that we've experienced, because it's real, is the result of disunity. It's the result of not living in the unity, because I believe there is an abundance that God wants to release that can only be released from being united. Acts, Acts talks about this. Acts 2. You, you may have heard this one before. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. You see this coming together and you see that in the coming together there's a meeting of the needs. So that everyone had what they needed. But if the unity doesn't occur, then the meeting of the needs doesn't occur. And I, I believe that some of the needs that we have haven't been met because we haven't Connected. And so one of the best ways that we can connect is to actually give to each other. And in doing so, I believe we'll help see the needs begin to be met in our city, in the church, and in our city. You guys with me? <laughs> That's a little math for you. One plus one equals something more than two in the kingdom. <laughs> I, I hesitate to say three because I think it's even more than that. I went to art school, by the way, so that's art school math for you. Um, and so, I don't know about you, but I want to find that out. I want to find out the abundance that comes from sowing into unity. Like, I don't want that to just be theory. And so, when God showed me that, we began to pray. We began to pray and say, God, what do we have to give? And that's a good question for all of us. What do we have to give? Because I think generosity is going to look a little bit different for each one of us based on what we have. Uh, you know, in Acts 4, it talks about, um, it goes on to say something similar to what we just read. All the believers were of one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continue to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them that there were no needy persons among them. And it talks about how they, they gave their land and their houses. And, you know, I don't, if you've got some of that, you know, uh, lying around, you want to, uh, send our way or somebody else's, that's great. Uh, I don't know about you, but I don't really have much spare land. Um, to share, you know, we've got like a eight by eight plot in the backyard for our kids to run around. That's, that's our yard. Um, but we all have something. And I believe that when, when it comes to generosity, the first thing we need to begin to, to ask God and, and to let Him show us is what do we have to give? And, um, and to begin to give from that place. To say, God, you give me abundance in this area. Or maybe maybe it's not even abundance, but I have it, and so I'm going to give it. 
Um, and as we began to pray into that, God, God just began to show us these are some of the things that, that you have that you can bless the body with in the city. And it, it was literally the same week that we began to say, okay, God, let's do this. Um, we got, we got some opportunities like this one. Um, and it's interesting. Um, today I've been with you guys before. Um, but today feels different because I feel like there's, um, a more specific purpose to this time for me than in the past. Like, I don't feel like I'm, I'm coming to just fill the, the pulpit for a Sunday. Um, I feel like we're here together and even, even having some of our folks, um, say hi. If you're the light today, yes. Um, that even of itself feels different. I'm glad you guys are here. Like I joked about this weekend being we're we're on our summer tour because we were at uh, we were at um, Holy Spirit night last night and helping facilitate that time here today with you guys. Then we'll be at Church of the Apostles next Sunday. So if you guys want to come join us, hang out. Oh, that's no, sorry. We meet in the evening, so it's easy for us. You should probably come to your service. Um, but if you ever want to come hang out with us, we meet at four o'clock. So. Um, ben, I'm not stealing sheep if you're listening to this. All right. You can have them. They're yours. But we can hang out anytime. Okay. So I just want to put that out there. I just realized this is being recorded. Ben, did I say I love you? I love you, buddy. Um, where were we? Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, but it feels different. Because I feel like God has begun to help me realize that times like these are times where we get to sow unity. Um, on that note, it also feels different because it's the morning. And I don't know what time you guys end. So I just, I'm going to ask you that right now. Tell, tell me when I need to be done. Okay, I'm going to wrap up. This is awesome. I thought I had at least... Five more minutes. Um, all right. Well, look, this is what I want to close with. Um, I want to, you know, I, I was thinking today even about this idea that within unity, there's still diversity. And in that way, that there's something unique that God has here with you guys, that he has un- unique with us where we are. And and it's, it's a beautiful part of being part of the body, right? Because... Um, this picture that um, not every single part does the same function. And, and in fact, we all have different purposes. And um, I just wanted to speak into that for a minute. Um, just the sense that I have. And I was just spending some time praying for you guys and for um, what God's called you to here in Hamden. And as a unique part, expression of the church here in our city. And um, I just want to share some of those thoughts real quick and then pray into that and we'll, we'll be done. Um, I just, one, I, I really feel like um, God wants to encourage you guys in the way that you love deeply. And I just got this sense that um, this, this family loves deeply. And the people that God has put in front of you, you, you love them well. And, and God sees that. And he's so proud of that in this family. And, and that really is the mark of, of, of the believer, the mark of the church, is that we would love well. And you guys are doing that. Um, I also felt like with that, there's this, 
real faithfulness in this community, like a deep faithfulness, like the faithfulness of a friend. And I feel like it's both in your relationships with each other, but also your um, commitment to the things that matter and the things that God has called you to in Hamden, the ministries that God has called you to. And so I just want to bless you guys in that. Um, there's been an incredible faithfulness in this community, and I feel like God is just wanting to to pour back into um, this family in, in the ways that you guys have poured out um, so faithfully. And some of you may be tired and uh, feeling a little weary. Maybe it's just the heat. I don't know. Uh, but I, I want to I wanna bless you in that, and I want to um, pray um, grace into that place that you would have the strength that you need to continue to do what God's called you to um, and that you wouldn't grow weary in that. Um, the last thing is I, I felt like um, there's a really strong sense of the unity of the spirit and truth in this community. Um, and that's what Jesus um, said was coming that there would be worshipers who would worship in spirit and in truth. And I just feel like in this community, there's this, there's a strong underpinning of truth, um, that, that God has, um, deposited here through Ben and through, um, you guys together. Um, and with that, there's this sensitivity to the spirit. And I just think it's a beautiful, uh, Beautiful thing that unfortunately is is not as common as it should be in the body of Christ. Um, but those two things are working together in a powerful way. I just want to bless that. So let's pray. Um, Dad, we thank you for this time and for your spirit just filling this place. And I thank you for the time to share as family. And just as... Uh, <laughs> Just a reminder that as family, you know, sometimes we, we forget what time it is. <laughs> Thank you for your grace in that. God, I just, I pray, um, just a, a, an outpouring of your, of your grace over this, this family here. God, that you would replenish what has been poured out. God, that you would strengthen from the inside out those who are weary. God, that you would remind them of their purpose in you. And that they would find rest in you. They would find rest in your presence. And and even the in the doing, God, that they would come back to this place of being before you. And finding the one thing that is needed. And so, God, I pray for anybody that's weary from doing good, that you would strengthen them, that you would encourage them, that you would um, remind them to not give up. And, God, that there would just be a, a measure of your grace that, that, that comes in like a cool drink of water on a hot day, that it would refresh the soul. And, God, I thank you for the way that where you are strengthening them, you are firming them up in your truth, the truth of who you are. And God, I just pray for more of that, God. Deeper revelation of who you are, Jesus. Deeper revelation of, of who you are, Father. Deeper revelation of who you are, Holy Spirit, and your work in our lives. And God, that there would be a sensitivity, a growing, 
a growing sensitivity to your leading. And those two things being married, those two things being one. Bless them, Lord, in Jesus' name.